What's up? Welcome hey to the Theomatic Podcast. My name is Daniel Hunt. And I'm Craig Brown. And today we're going to talk about something really, really cool. What's that, Daniel? Uh, it is, <laughs> well, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, we're going to call it Digital Missionaries. Yes. Um, um, this, this is a really unique episode because I wanted to, so this is this episode where I want to interview you because you have some big changes coming in your life. Mm -hmm. And so I want to talk about it both from like, you know, just factually, like what's going to happen? What is the Brown family's life going to look like after X, Y, Z date, what's coming? And then the behind the scenes, like, how did you make these decisions? How, like, what okay. was the wrestling match like? Like, yeah. you know, how do you walk it out? So, um, that that's all in this. We're trying to pack it into 25 minutes. Ready, okay. set, go. Sounds good. So Craig, you are launching a brand new ministry. Can you tell us a little bit about it and when it goes live? It is live, Daniel. That's it. That's it, the answer. It yeah. Literally, uh, yeah, April first. We're filming this. I don't know when you're April listening 6th. to this, but we're we're filming this on April sixth, twenty twenty two, and we were officially live April first. That's amazing. I, I didn't know that. I didn't really think about the April date. Fool's Day. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you guys, this is no joke, no, <laughs> <laughs> no joke. I go, I go. Hey, Jess, um, I no longer have a salary on April Fool's Day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jokes on us. Yes. So yeah. Uh, so. Our ministry is called Logikos Ministries. Love it. And that that's a, the English way of saying the Greek word Logikos. Uh, so I guess it's the same language. It's the same. It's Koine Greek, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> saying it's the same. Spelling it would be a little different. Yeah. But yeah. So the Greek word in the Bible is is where we get our word logical from. Yeah. And so it's it's based out of that passage in Romans 12, 1, where it says, hey, in light of all of this mercy, which basically is, in other words, like, the 5,000 words of Paul describing the first 11 chapters of Romans. So good. Talking about one of the best sermons you've ever preached. We should actually link it oh. is this, if it's still online. That is one of my favorite sermons I've ever heard you preach. Oh, thank you. We could do that. That was um, from last summer. Yeah. So in light of all this, I urge you brothers to offer your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, for this is your, and then the words logikos, worship. So... Uh, some it's versions your logical say, response, yeah, your reasonable response. Some versions say this is your spiritual worship. Um, anyway, yeah, but that's the idea is that there's a reasonable or a logical or response that makes sense to who God is and what he's done. And so that's the name of the ministry because I believe that that's like a call on my life is to help people. So kind of our tagline is helping the world have a reasonable response to the reality of God. Come on. That's great. Wow. I hadn't heard the tagline. You haven't? Yet. No, yeah. that's really good. Yeah. like, and But also you're literally walking it out. Like yeah. literally you are doing the thing. <laughs> you're practicing what you preach. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're, we're out in faith following, believing we're being obedient and stepping yeah. out in faith in a lot of unknown. Yeah. Financially and otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so I want to go back. Let's go back like a year or two years. So we, we, there's an episode and you can catch it. It's uh Craig's testimony. And it's really about Craig in high school and, and young adult learn like um, yeah. having his two great awakenings. And in between episodes, I was like, Craig, really you're at your third great awakening. <laughs> like this is, this is huge. Yeah. So I believe that you're helping to pioneer 
a new category um, with tech the way it is. And like you can you can be on someone's phone talking about Jesus at 2 a.m. in their darkest moment when they're seeking answers, right. you know, and where maybe they don't own a Bible or don't have access to one or don't understand so it or people. know where to look. It's like here is a person with a real life just communicating Jesus right. to them. Um, it, and, and we're kind of calling it being a digital missionary. Right. And so you're coming from being a senior pastor. So go back a year, talk about where you came from. And then, and then I want to talk about like how you knew that God was calling you into something different right. and what that process was like, because we're all going to learn a lot from that. Uh, in my opinion, you've done it really well. And I think the opinion of all the people that really matter in this situation, think you've done it really well. Thank you. And I know it hasn't been easy. And yeah. then I want to end the episode, just casting vision for what is possible. And I really believe that people, even watching this episode, their hearts are being stirred to come and support this effort of being a digital missionary. So oh. about a year ago, talk about what Craig Brown's life was like, what you were doing, and then we'll go into how. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess if I go back even a little further, basically I've been in pastoral ministry since college. Okay. Pastoral ministry defined as? Yeah. Like getting them preaching, yeah. shepherding people, yeah, leading them, that. helping them with their problems, things like that. Yeah. Serving people. and But vocationally, you know, working at a church. And I, I never thought I wouldn't be doing that. You know, I, I believe that was the call in my life. And, um, and so I've been on staff at my church for the last 10, 12, well, we've been there for about 12 years. Wow. And so, yeah, there was never an intention to like set out and do something new. There definitely was an intention of like, I want to be like a social media influencer. What happened just to be transparent and like mm -hmm. tell the, the real story is after quite a few years of, I would say successful ministry, uh, marriage kids like a great life i for some reason i don't know why even to this day but like around 2017 2018 2019 mm. um was really in this season of insecurity wow and like really unhealthy comparison um and what's super ironic is that now i'm so much doing social media stuff at that time I had to cut out a lot of social media and specific people from my life. I unfollowed wow. pretty much everybody. Wow. That was that was um, like a pastor or a preacher or people that were doing great big things. things. Yeah, big yeah. things. Yeah. And like people that I'm close with regionally and then nationally. I unfollowed everybody. And it wasn't their fault. It was something was unhealthy in my soul. Mm. I was committing the sin of envy. So like and seeing their content was triggering seeing their these content, feelings. Seeing in you. their success, seeing wow. their invitations, seeing the platforms that they stood on was triggering. Why why is that not me? I want that to be me all the time wow. thinking about I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to be I want to do what he's doing. Like and I just it was just jealousy, comparison, and envy. And it was it was destroying me on the inside. And so I remember I finally like right around the end of 2019, I'm like having these come to Jesus moments where it's like, okay, I'm not Daniel Hunt. I'm not Judah Smith. I'm not Stephen Furtick and you are in the ballpark with those people <laughs> or whoever it might be. I'm not the pastor down the street that's, you know, and so I know a lot of people can resonate with the, with the negative aspects of the social spheres that we live in now, social media apps and all that. There's a lot of negative that comes. Yeah. There's also a lot of positive and opportunity that comes. At the time, that was where I was at. And so what I, what I was doing at the time was 
and just in prayer, just saying, Lord, I'm tired of trying to be somebody else. What's, what's one thing that you created me to do that I could add value to the world? Wow. It's not like I didn't even ask for like, what's my, what did, you know, what's, what's my the, mission? Yeah. What's the big, like, I, I, I already knew my calling. My yeah. calling is to help people to know Jesus and yeah. help people know Jesus. Yeah. It, but like, I, I just was like, what's one thing? Beautiful. And I, beautiful question. And I, and I just really felt like he said to me, help people just read the Bible because, and he really used a friend of ours, a mutual friend of both of ours. You know, we'll travel with, uh, me and Jess will travel with some really good friends of ours and, and the, the wife, the, the gal, mm-hmm. we'd wake up in the morning and I'd start reading my Bible, paper Bible, this one, or something like this with a pen and I'd underline or squiggly or circle or box or star or whatever. What do those symbols mean? I bet you anything. And I'm, and, <laughs> and, and May, I literally remember Megan sitting down and saying, I wish that I could do my devotionals next to you every morning. Because I don't know why you underline and circle and square. And then she said this, us normal people don't always just know how to read the Bible. And that like stuck in me. Like God, <laughs> you know how sometimes God will use something that somebody says, that yep. it's just a statement, but it, but it's for his purpose, it sticks in you. It's like, wow, there's something there. And, and then the second thing that happened was I had seen at the time a few people like John Piper. I saw another like Greek teacher, people that you could see a video that was digital of words or a verse or something and they were teaching and you could tell that they were writing kind of like they do it at like a football game like the yeah. x and the o and yeah. the, the guy ran here so it's it one of the best parts of bible time is how you deconstruct the sentences oh, thank you yeah yeah so i had seen a few people do it where you could just see the screen and the text mm-hmm. and they were clearly doing something with a pencil but you mm-hmm. couldn't see them and so i thought to myself i think i could figure out a way to do this where I can film me, I can use my iPad and Apple Pencil, and I can do both where people could see me. Because there's a lot of videos where it's like you could see the person, the preacher, mm-hmm. and, there's a lot, and there are some videos where it's like you could see the text, mm-hmm. and I wanted both, and I really want people to see the Bible and to see how I engage with it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just knew, I just knew that the Lord said at the end of 2019, post one video a day on YouTube, just sh- simply showing people how to read the Bible, and it wasn't even a teaching. It wasn't a sermon. It wasn't like I pre-studied it. It was just, I just hit film and I read the Bible on my iPad the exact same way I would read it. And whatever came to my mind, I would just say it out loud so people could just simply see how I mm-hmm. read the Bible and do my devotionals. Mm-hmm. Other people have different ways, but that's how I did mine. And I filmed it and I started posting on YouTube January 1st, 2020. And I, and the, and the, the real, I remember your last day of 2020 when you posted yeah. your last video, by the way. Bill, yeah. call that. Um, but the other significant thing about this call from God is never in my life did I feel so clearly that the Lord wanted me to do something out of obedience, no matter if I thought or if it was even bearing fruit. That's huge. I remember like really feeling like he said, I don't care if more than one person watches. I want you to do it every day. And so to take on a, a daily commitment like that, which was... But you read your Bible but every read, day. But I read my Bible every, every day. Every day, yeah. Yeah, of course. So you already had something that you do. But, but... I had that muscle, but producing a video oh, yeah. and doing it's it, a ton of turning work. everything on, editing, <laughs> it was it was, it was was about 45 minutes to an hour of extra work a day. And I already work at a busy church and yeah. I have a busy life yeah. and family and all that. It was a pretty big lift. It was a big commitment. Yeah. But I knew that it was, a, it was obedience. And, but it was so significant that it was like, even if it's not bearing fruit, do it every day. And so I started doing it 
And then by the end of January, I was like, oh, I don't know. Because it was like, you know, hardly any views. Mm -hmm. 10 views, views. maybe 20 views. It's like, this is not, like, you know, we want to do things. Did I hear right? Yeah, we want to do things that are (laughs) making an impact in the world. Yeah, And like Jesus even cursed the fig tree because it wasn't bearing fruit. Nothing believes. You know, but. But there are some times, and God does want us to make an impact, but what I've learned in this journey is that there's sometimes, like Abraham, he he's calling you to go to a land that he will show you. He's calling you, and he just wants your obedience. We Come see on. this with our own kids. You don't need to understand, son, you're eight. I just want you to obey me, yeah. and you might get it later, but even if you don't, it's the right thing. Come on. And so God asked, he was asking me for obedience, but by the end of January, I was like, I don't know. We had this event at our church, and some people from out of town came. And this 17-year-old or 16-year-old kid sees me and he goes, dude, you're the Bible time guy. And I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, you watch Bible time? He, I'm like, you're, you're one of the you're 10? One of the ten? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And he goes, yeah, every day. It's it's really helping me. And I was like, no way. I go, and I asked a question that I knew the answer to. I go, you think I should keep doing it? Because I already knew the Lord said. And he goes, yeah, for sure. (laughs) I was like, all right, I will. (laughs) So I kept going. I did it every day. And then none of us knew what was going to happen in 2020. The pandemic hits. Yeah. And still it hadn't like really taken off. But now more people are glued to screens. Away from everything. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is now digital. Yeah. But still, I didn't really blow up or, you know, but Jessica and I downloaded, downloaded this app called TikTok and we're just scrolling, laughing, you know, when we're in quarantine, watching funny videos. And then by June, I was like, huh, I wonder if I could get any of these people from this TikTok app to come over to YouTube. And I think I can just rearrange how I edit it mm-hmm. and make it vertical yeah. or whatever. And and so I posted <clears throat> my first video on June 6th. I still remember 2020. Um, and then my second video I posted probably right after that. And it was... Um, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, do not be anxious about anything, Instead, yeah. but in everything with prayer and petition, present your, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And all I did was just read that verse and talk about it. For, well, you diagrammed it though. Too, I right? diagrammed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I read it. I They could see this scripture. I read it, diagrammed it with the Apple pencil, highlighted a few I remember things. this. So that's why I'm, I, I know yeah. what's happening. Um, but you know, it was a minute and, yeah. but it went viral, like 200,000 views in a couple of days. Turned out people had anxiety on their mind. <laughs> yeah. It t- turns out people are anxious in yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. In the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. And so it went viral. And then after a few weeks, I had like 8,000 followers on TikTok. And I was like, what in the world? This is 10 the... people on YouTube and 8,000 here. This yeah. is crazy. Yeah. And I had another friend. He said, dude, I think if you keep going, you could have a hundred thousand followers. And I was like, no way, no way. You think so? Yeah. Like, because I'm just thinking this is an app where girls are dancing and people are making jokes or whatever. Like, there's no way that I'm just going to read the Bible and preach about Jesus and have that much. And then after about 13 months, we hit a million. And so we're at 1.3 million right now on TikTok. Um, and yeah, YouTube, 7,500. Instagram is like 27,000. So, but... Can I just share with you the stats from last year? Yeah, 100%. Because this is part of the story. What led us to going full-time into this thing is there came a certain point where it was clear that God was doing something. It wasn't just me trying to be a social media guy. But for the record, that was never you. 
you were not trying to ever be. So I know you deeply and Thank personally. You. We've had many lunches where you were just like, I don't ever want to come across. I'm like, Craig, you're not coming across like that. <sighs> so for anyone of you who don't know him, let me advocate. The Bible says, let another man's lips praise you. You, It's never been about that for you. You've always been just trying to find ways to get the gospel in front of people. And that's one of the reasons why I think God's blessing it. Carry on. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. There's a tension in this life of God designed us to be influential, to reach other people with his goodness. Yeah. And so there's this, this holy, godly call intention of, mm-hmm. I want to reach as many people as possible, millions of them mm-hmm. to know him, but not wanting to be this celebrity or whatever, Yeah. you know? And so, um, yeah. So, I didn't intend to do that. I just was, when I started, just trying to show people how to read the Bible. Yeah. And then one thing turned to another, but it was clear that God started doing something sovereign and significant. And and it wasn't just big numbers and it, and it wasn't, like I'm not a famous person. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's a lot of celebrities that people are gonna follow because, oh, it's a celebrity. I know them because of something else. And so I follow them for, for me. It was, I'm not famous. They don't know me, but they were drawn to the content. Yeah, 100%. They were drawn to the gospel. They were drawn to the word of God. They were drawn to the content. And then and then they knew me because I was the one delivering it. Yeah. And so there's a distinction there. There is. Between us, between a celebrity and, and the content and then somebody becoming known. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at a certain point along the journey, it's like this is growing and this is growing. And it's not just big numbers, but it's like, people are starting to ask real spiritual questions, just like many of the questions that have led to these podcast episodes. But Mm -hmm. people are asking on almost the daily, how do I get saved? How do I know I have the Holy Spirit? How do I overcome addiction? Mm -hmm. Have I committed blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? So many questions that like we're sitting right now, if you're not watching Mm -hmm. it, if you're you're listening, we're sitting in a church building that was built in 1906. It's a beautiful building that God has used. How many stories have taken place in this building, right? How many lives have been changed? But every church building and every pastor in the world is in their church building waiting for one person to walk in off the street and say, how do I get saved? Yeah. And how often does that happen? And yet, it, it felt so like trivial, but right here on my cell phone through an app called TikTok or Instagram, people are asking that exact same question. And just because they're a digital, they're not digital, but they're coming to me digitally, does that make it any less real? Does Is that any less real than a real human being walk in here? And I'm, we start saying like, no, it's not less real. These people are, I'm having actual pastoral conversations oh, back sure. and forth with these people oh, in yeah. a real way. And, and then like if I were to walk downtown and just, set up a pulpit and start preaching even for three minutes and just talk all about Jesus for three minutes, wouldn't it be a huge success if 10 people stopped and listened? It would be. What if 200 people stopped and listened? Mm -hmm. But now all of a sudden we have 2,000, 20,000, 200,000, 2 million people on a video stopping and listening to you for a minute or three minutes talk about Jesus. Or just read the Bible. Read the Bible. Which never returns to us void. Yeah. And so it, we had to like be like, is this is this real? Yeah, it's real. <laughs> yeah. Is this less real? No, it's reaching people. There's fruit that's being born by the hundreds or mm-hmm. thousands. And so mm-hmm. we we just kind of started asking with our counsel in our life, what? Okay, really, this is what it boiled down to, Daniel. I had to ask myself if Jesus was sitting right in front of me like you are, and mm-hmm. I just said to him, Jesus. Why did you do this? <laughs> yeah. And what do you expect from me? 
that was the question that was on my mind. Like, mm-hmm. you gave me this influence, you gave me this platform, you gave me all these people that are looking to me. I'm not their, I'm not necessarily their pastor, but they're looking to me for some spiritual guidance. What do you expect from me? And I have thousands of messages that I can't reply to, and all you know. So it got to this point where we had to ask, what would it look like if I stayed at the church in the in the roles or the areas where I was most called, mm-hmm. most gifted, M- most it, suited, or you know, yeah, like yeah, your yeah. gift makes lens to it, right? But like, look at what God's done with honestly, like a three thousand dollar investment and a little bit of spare time, yeah, and a whole bunch of obedience, yeah, and faith. yeah. But but just time wise, like persistent not a, obedience, yeah, so. persistent. <laughs> not a lot of, uh, not a ton of time, relatively speaking, to how much time I was given in my full time job, mm-hmm. and so. We came to the conclusion that, and I just want to make And we this, is you and Jess. No, you well, and me and Jess and, and, counsel, and counsel, yeah. I think that could be another episode, but I think yeah. you should always have counsel, different types of counsel, but all spirit-filled people in your life that are giving you wise, yeah. godly counsel, yeah. but different angles. Mm-hmm. And even walking with the eldership at the church and my lead pastor through this, multiple discussions, um, weighing it out. And we got to the point where um, and I do want to point this out because the local church is important and valuable. I think that being a part of a community is, um, yeah, of, of the highest importance. So I'm not, I'm not starting something new and leaving the church. So this is what I'm, I'm still an elder at the church. I'm still a licensed pastor at the church. I'm still on the preaching team. So I get to preach eight That's to nine legit. times this calendar year. That's cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm still leading my small group. I'm still involved with the team, but my 30 to 40, 50, 60 hours of vocation I'm not going to be working there mm-hmm. anymore and my last day was this last Thursday wow and so I'm still serving in all the ways that I'm most called to serve in the local church but full time now we're in this ministry called Logikos and so what it is that we're doing is not just digital missions it's three things it's in-person teaching and preaching mm-hmm. it's written content and curriculum we've started writing our first book and there's other Come on. you know like on my on my link in my bio I have a uh, like a fasting book and there's stuff like that um and then the third is digital missions mm-hmm. so I would say digital missions is is probably the biggest at this point as far as reach. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's all three of those things. And and that's important for me to have people here because I'm not just trying to sit in my office and make videos and that's it. Like no, I no, value no, yeah. preaching in person. Well, and your small group is honestly one of the most important things that you're doing. Like when you were last, when I was a youth pastor, um, we, we had hundreds and hundreds of kids in our youth ministry, but the, the, there's four or five, boys that were in my small group and three of them are youth pastors today. Yeah. And it's those moments that created all the depth. Right. And so there's reach and breadth and, and then there's depth and that happens in a small group in a local church with a small group of believers that are just going after Jesus together. Right. It's the most, one of the most important things you're still going to do. Yeah. I agree. I, I always say it like this, that oftentimes there'll be moments of decision, decision that happen uh, in a church service or a conference or a camp, or maybe even watching a video like this, like a decision can happen in a moment, mm. but discipleship takes time and relationship. Come on. And so, yeah, so we're, we're still rooted in the church, but yeah. now as of a few days ago, we're full time. And by we, I mainly, I mean me, but yeah, Jess is with me. My family's with me. And, and there's a team of people that is, uh, we're doing this together, but, um, it's, it's in-person teaching and preaching, writing, and digital missions and digital missions includes this podcast, YouTube, uh, videos on Instagram and TikTok, uh, live, whatever it might be. 
And so um, we're full blown in this thing. Uh, we're trying to raise money. Um, we, oh, oh, I didn't even, I, this is what I was going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll let you, and then yeah. I'll let you go. I have like five questions. Perfect. Let, if, if I could just brag on Jesus for a minute, because as we're going through these questions of, of, of really feeling like this is clear that God is, has done something. I can't just build a million followers. Like he's done it. And so we're going through the process already. And then we start looking at, Hey, well, what is the reach? What is the actual fruit? And so I have an amazing friend named Jamie. She went through mm. every single video one by one that I posted last year in 2021. And it turns out I posted about 912 of them. Yeah. And she did the stats day by day, video by video, month by month. And in 2021, my videos had 47 million views wow. combined. And what's a crazier number to me is that that equated to 395,000 hours watched. Wow. And that's it like mainly one minute at one a time. One minute, yeah. yeah some of them are longer, of course, on you know, uh, YouTube and stuff, but like mainly one minute at a time, 395,000 hours. And then taking that into account with all the real individual people asking real questions um and then the one stat or analytic that you can't know for sure because you they don't give you the data yeah tiktok's not 100 percent transparent with their data yeah and 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 instagram's a little bit you know how your your engaged reach and all that but anyway our best conservative very conservative guess as to how many different humans we reached i would say is probably between 5 and 15 million Whoa. different people because a lot of them of the 47 million views and all that like they're repeat. subscribers who yeah. watch yeah. but if you look at like yeah so i would say at least five million people saw something from the bible or of the gospel from my content and so it's when you start seeing those ty that type of reach and that type of impact where it's like there's something here and if i can keep doing at the church what's important in the local level but god has open up the door to reach people. And and this is so significant, Daniel. We're living in a time unlike any other. There are people right now that don't have running water in their house mm. in the middle of Zambia, but they have a cell phone with the internet. Wow. I mean, I could just tell you story after story. I led a, I led a girl to the Lord, in a 19-year-old girl to the Lord in Zambia two weeks ago through Instagram DMs. Literally, I did a voice text prayer and she, she prayed it with me. She showed oh up to online gosh. church with us in that, the following two weekends. Like this, and this is happening all over the world. That's I've got over a hundred thousand followers in the Philippines, over a hundred thousand in in South Africa. People all over the world, people in areas where there is literally no church for them to go to. It's not just like a lot of us here in America. Like, well, what church should I go to? I don't know if I have the right fit. It's like there are no churches here to go to. Yeah, but they have a phone where they can listen. Mm -hmm. And so we're in this time where never in the course of history ever in humanity would some guy from North Idaho ever <laughs> have influence or or knowledge of a hundred thousand people in the Philippines without ever being there. Yeah. Like it's just it's unprecedented times and these apps, some of them are so dangerous and sinful in a lot of ways, but used in the right hands for the right purposes for the gospel. Yeah. There's never been a moment in time when 
a preacher of the gospel could reach people that would never walk into a church. They might have just watched the nastiest thing, but your video shows up next. Come on. Say, would you take 30 seconds and pray with me or listen That's to this? That's because grace gets in the mud with you, dude. It will rescue you out of anything. And peop- this is happening. People <laughs> people who would never go to a church are yeah. hearing the word Come and on. their heart is being softened and they're turning. And so am I excited about this? Yeah, yeah I am because it's it's an, an impact like We've never seen. Yeah, yeah. And I believe whole, wholeheartedly that the Apostle Paul would be on some of these apps. Come on. Because wherever the marketplace is, wherever people's attention is, mm-hmm. and their time is spent, and their energy and focus is, that's where believers should be. And I so, love it. Pause it, right here. We're going to do a part two of the Logicos launch <laughs> we videos. Are? Yeah, we're already at 28 minutes. We're going to do a part two. Okay. Okay. So, and we're going to we're gonna dive deep next episode into how you got here, how we made the decision, what we think the digital missionary life can look like. How do we make sure it doesn't replace the local church? Yeah, good. That's okay. a huge that's deal. A look, at chills. look at That's how I know it's good. Uh, before we go, in case someone can't get to episode two, um, where can they connect with you about Logicos? Because... You said earlier, and I'm going to touch on it in episode two, we're raising money. What is the money for? Why is it important? Let's talk about that because okay. we've got this old guard of like televangelism that have frankly robbed people. And I know your heart and I know you and I know the call in your life and I know that's not what's happening. So let's have a real conversation okay. about it. Yeah. Like what, what is the money go to? So that's going to be episode two. Okay, perfect. Tell us where to go right yeah. now if they can't see episode two. Okay. Find me on TikTok or Instagram. Shoot me a DM or yeah. something like that. Of course, we want to get people connected. And anybody that feels like God is drawing them to be a, a partner in this and a part yeah. of this, we want to connect with you. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Join us for part two. Thank you so much, yeah. Craig. This has Thanks, been amazing. Buddy. Thanks for joining us on Theomatic Podcast. See you next week.